and welcome to another edition of Friday Finds for November 17th, 2023. I'm Lynn Schneider, your host, and I thank you so much for joining me today. So the first story we're going to cover today is something that is getting a lot of attention in the tech press, but I thought I would cover it because I think it could have implications for those of us who are blind and visually impaired. And it is from a company called Humane. Now, Humane is a company that was founded by two former Apple execs. And it's kind of been a startup that nobody could quite figure out what they were doing. They would talk about things they were working on, but we never saw anything until now. They have launched what they call their AI pin. We'll be seeing this in 2024. And it's designed to work with large language models, um, ChatGPT and Microsoft's AI model as well. It's designed to be, to act as a smartphone. It is described as being the size of a large business card. So I guess like, maybe three by five or something. And I want to tell you the price right now because I always like to tell people the price because so many times I hear about something and I'm so excited about it and then I hear the price and I'm like, forget this, you know, unless I win the lottery, I'm not going to. But I was excited because it's $699, which really isn't terrible. There is a $24 a month T-Mobile subscription that you're going to need because you're going to use this as a phone. But not only that, but you are going to need internet access, obviously, to interact with these models. Now, it's a wearable, and it, it's, there are two parts to it. The first part is the pin itself. And the second is a battery. One of the things I read is that you can't use it if you have a medical device or like a pacemaker, for example, because it does have a magnet that holds the battery in place. So if you have some sort of medical device, you might not be able to use this. This piece of equipment uses voice control. It uses gestures. It has a camera, and it also has a small built-in projector. So it projects somehow with a laser onto your palm or another surface. So it doesn't have a screen. (laughs) This is my understanding is that it you can use different things as a display with it. It has a 13-megapixel camera. And it can also take videos. One of the things about it is it has a privacy light. So um, there's a, I guess, like a pad on it that you swipe and, you know, to engage it, to make it work. But every time it is collecting data, a light will blink. So that will let other people know. So you can't surreptitiously like record people or whatever. So the idea here is that it's called a trust light. So that's pretty interesting. I am 
sort of excited about the potential of this thing for us because of the camera, because it you interact with it through voice and through gestures. I'm not exactly clear how it works. From the research I've done, it certainly seems to have some interesting things about it that could benefit us and could also, I guess, be a real player in the smartphone industry. And Samsung, Apple, all these companies could, you know, have a run for their money with this thing if it's as good as it sounds. Okay, so let's imagine this scenario. You have an interest or a hobby, and as part of that, you hang out in communities on the internet and on social media. So you get to meet a group of people who share your interests, and you find out that a group of people have organized a get-together or a festival. It's across the world, and you know, you're going to have to travel to get there, but the thought of hanging out with folks that share this interest is pretty enticing, so you go there. And one of the first things they do is they have a big gathering of everyone. So it's kind of neat. You're with your friends and um, people you're, you've met online and now you're getting to know them. And perhaps you're imbibing in your intoxicant of choice. And you're just hanging out and everything seems neat. There's a light show and maybe some techno sort of displays laser type things and yeah it's just pretty cool but eventually the night winds down you go back to your hotel room you tuck yourself into bed and you think wow this is pretty cool nice evening and you drift off to sleep but at about 2 30 in the morning you wake up in a nightmare situation where your eyes are so painful and your vision is decreased to the point where you can barely see. But the pain is excruciating. And you're sort of like, wow, what the heck is this? What is going on? But the pain becomes so intense that you take yourself where you are taken to a local emergency department. And after being examined by a doctor, you're told that you have actually, you have burnt corneas and burnt conjunctiva, which is the tissue around the eye. And that you're like, how did this happen? Like, how did my eyes get burnt? But as it turns out, you find out that others in the group, as you're looking at your social media, are experiencing the same thing. This actually is what happened in reality to a group of people who attended a festival called the Board 8 Yacht Club. I don't have time to really go into the history of the Board 8 Yacht Club, but it is fascinating actually. And they kind of deal in um, what they call non-fungible tokens. This is sort of a crypto um, project. And basically what, I don't understand it, but people pay for digital 
like artworks of like apes and some of them are like weird looking and some of them are like half a head i mean they're just these these pictures that people spend tons of money for and they consider it like an investment it gets recorded on the blockchain and the company behind this is called Yuga Labs and they are the ones that organized this festival what what happened was that somebody in the group was like really baffled by this and they did some investigation and what they found out was that one of the contractors that was doing the lighting used the wrong kind of light they used uv light instead of led or whatever you're supposed to use for that kind of thing and these are these lights are what they call germicidal lights so they're lights that are used in hospitals they're used to disinfect a location a room so when you expose viruses or bacteria to these lights it has a disinfectant um effect on these things so basically they use the wrong kind of lighting at the party and this caused an a condition they call photokeratosis this is essentially a sunburn or a light burn of the eyes and it can be very severe um, one of the people at the party said that they actually lost their vision temporarily. For the most part, this is just a temporary thing. But this has happened before at different festivals in Hong Kong, where this particular one was. So this looks like a common thing in, in China that this happens. And basically, they're using the wrong kind of light sources so that they are essentially burning everybody's corneas. This is a sort of a cautionary tale, I guess, to say that you need to make sure you're using the right technology for the right applications. <laughs> and again, thankfully, this is tends to be a temporary condition, although you can get a inf serious infection in your eye. And so that's why they usually will give people antibiotic eye drops so you might be happy to know that microsoft not only is taking care of your digital life but also wants to take care of your mental health as well as they have just filed a patent for an ai therapy app an ai therapist this is according to a publication called futurism and this app is designed to pick up on emotional cues and offers emotional support, um, you know, analyzes your feelings and remembers your conversations so that it can figure out your emotional triggers. <laughs> and the model is, is going to um, also process images and text. So... It's not designed for emergency use, obviously. And there are going to have to be, of course, guardrails and, and precautions because we have seen some epic fails in this space where people have tried to use 
AI as a therapist and things have gone totally amok with that. You know, these models hallucinate. You just can never really know. I don't think anyone can really predict what kind of output you're going to get in certain situations. So, and there are obviously legal implications for this. So there's going to be, you know, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of testing. I, well, I believe in AI and I know that as someone with a disability, a transportation disability, getting to therapy appointments can be difficult. There can be challenges around finding therapists, right? There is definitely a shortage of mental health professionals everywhere. Um, A lot of times insurance does not pay for mental health care. And a lot of times when you are in a, when you're having a difficult time, you really just need a little support. Um, I often use Bing Chat as a sort of therapy app. Um, I'm very careful about what I say and I don't give specific information about anything, but I have found it very, very helpful, especially, you know, sometimes you're lying in bed, and it's like two o'clock in the morning and you just have this worry on your mind. And a lot of times I'll just go into being and just talk about what's on my mind. And I find that it, it does give me really good feedback. And sometimes all the feedback you need is just to be listened to, right? So it'll be interesting to see what Microsoft does with this patent. I think it could be a great um, tool to have for mental health support. And of course, there are a lot of, it could be a minefield legally. I mean, what do you think about AI as a therapist? I think it's great, really. Um, I think that especially for people who have difficulty getting to therapy, who maybe aren't comfortable actually talking to a human, to a person, and would rather have the privacy of talking to a computer model. So, and I have found that when I talk to Bing, that a lot of times it will come back with responses that really help me change my my thinking or will help me think about things in a way that I didn't before. And that can be really helpful. Um, One thing that is interesting to me, and I wonder if anyone out there who is blind or visually impaired has used Bing, but when you talk about being blind, it will say sometimes things like, I'm sorry to hear that, or, you know, I'm sorry that you you're not able to see, you know, it'll say things like that. Like, so I don't know, have you guys ever tried Bing app to, for therapy purposes? And have you noticed some of the responses that you get when you say that you're blind? How can we fix them so that the chat bot doesn't have the stereotypes about blindness and, and, you know, a great support tool to have 
when you just need someone to bounce ideas off of or just listen, <laughs> you know, and give non judgmental feedback. Microsoft, I can just see the therapy app being built into Windows itself, right? So when you're like ready to throw your computer across the room because you can't get it to do something you want it to do. Maybe there's a counselor button right there <laughs> just in case you need emotional support. So with that being said, I think we'll sign off for this week, but I would love to get your feedback and you can send it to me feedback at fridayfinds.show. That's feedback at fridayfinds.show. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts. We are also available on IACast Radio, as well as the main IACast podcast feed. And we also have our own website at FridayFinds.show. So I thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope you have a great weekend and a great week to come. And I will see you next week.